Hi, and welcome to the Change Today podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Keela Kadeh. So, Kadeh is my last name, and in French, it means soldier. So, when we talk about Change Kadeh, we're talking about soldiers of change. In my company, we talk about soldiers of change in the place of diversity, inclusion, and equity. But here, it may talk about the workplace, but we may also talk about stories of just change in general from various different aspects of life. Change today is all about stories of change at what times may feel like an upward battle, but people are getting to their places of joy. So here, I'll share some of my own stories. I'll also interview guests who took risks and grew from their experience of navigating change to find their joy. I hope that these stories that you hear today um, will be an opportunity for you to become inspired and maybe a change today in your own life. Welcome, Adrian. Thank you for having me. So, so happy to have you here today. Um, I'm a fan of you for more than more than you know in lots of many ways. You are an inspiration as a boss and a chief and just a really just elevated Black woman with so much light. So, yeah, take that in. Embrace that as a Virgo. I, I, absolutely. That's you don't like there. that. No. But we're doing it on purpose. We're doing it because we are intentional. We are intentional. I do want to say it's a mutual admiration society. Mm. Um, and I suspect we'll talk about what's opened up for me in yeah. the past year. And your name will be uh, in heavy rotation. Oh, Let's do it. Heavy rotation. I like that. So let's start by you telling the listeners who you are, what you do. Share and shine. Share and shine. So my name is Adrian Kimball. That level? Okay. My name is Adrian Kimball. And um, in my day gig, I am um, Chief Talent Officer for Rubicon Programs. And my focus there is uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, learning, and development. So I am responsible for making sure that the people who take care of the people are taken care of. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for making sure that like the Petri dish has enough. Oh, yes. Enough in that jail mm-hmm. for everyone. Every flora and fauna to thrive. I do not think people know how much I loved Petri dishes. Like I had my own micros- microscope when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I would make the gelatin yeah. and everything. It makes sense. You, you. It, well, it makes sense because you are like growing things now. You're cultivating things now. I am. And that starts there with, with swabbing recognizing, swabbing it on oh, there yeah. and saying, look, mm. see what showed up here? That's this the same right. So that's that's kind of what I do um, in the day. And then at night I do the same thing. But <laughs> at a smaller scale, I make sure that the people um, are in the right environments. And that environment might just be in your head. Mm-hmm. And that environment might be in your room. It mm-hmm. might be in your house that you are in the right environment to thrive. And that is, um, has been a very recent mission of mine. It's not, you know, but very recently, that's what I've been doing. All right, well, we're going to get into what that is okay. in a second. But let's let's get into, I think I want to, I do want to talk about, I want to talk about power with mm-hmm. you. Um, in our pre-conversation, we were surprisingly talking about white women. Mm-hmm. Yep. So do you want to share a little bit about that and kind of going back to the history of, of white women and, and power. Yeah, so I want to I want to start saying like I think that there's a big difference between power and force. Ooh, break okay? it down. Yeah, so power is exerted on. Mm-hmm. Power is your ability to lay over, lay down, hold down something. You have the power to do that. Yes. Force is intrinsic, and it comes from a place of um, um, moving out towards. Right. It's mm-hmm. not laying on anything else. It's like 
clearing the path, opening spaces, having enough within you to bring about change. Mm. Right? And so a lot of people have power. Um, and what I want people to do is recognize their own force. I think that's what yeah. you do too. What we were talking about is Thanks. I finished a book. It is for <laughs> sure. Because coaching is all about connecting people to their own intrinsic value, motivation, and power. Right. right? And, and that's full disclosure, I was formerly known as your coach. Yes, I mean, I'll feel like I'll always be here for you, but executive coach because you're a boss. Yeah. So, so let's say leader. that. Yes. Yeah. Let's say that. Um, and we were talking about a book I finished called They Were Her Property, um, which sort of examined the fact that 40% of slave owners were women. And I used to say we're white women, but only white folks have slaves. So yeah. we got to just really... So 40% of those owners were women and how they exerted their power sometimes showed up in more um, physical abuse, uh, more emotional abuse than uh, the 60% of men who who owned slaves because they didn't have um, that sort of physical power. So they exerted it in different ways. Yes. It was also their one way to feel independent, to have some independence. Mm-hmm. You know, women um, were, you know, subjects. Then they couldn't own real property, but they could own personal property, and slaves were personal property. So it was their way to exert some control over their relationship, over their finances, over their future. Mm-hmm. And giving that up was really traumatic for them. Yeah, we don't talk about that a lot. We don't talk about the. Um, the women of the Confederacy, they're the ones actually who put up most of the statues that we are talking about putting down today. Okay. So we don't we don't talk about that, but there's a social contract that we all live under that um, we are still living under today that is rooted in that system. And so when you think about who had power and um, how did they exert that and who was uh, under that power and what force they had to use to dismantle that, that's where you start talking about who is, in my opinion, best prepared to lead the world because you have to lead the world with force because yes. power is subjective mm-hmm. and it can be lost. Mm-hmm. So you just said, like, mm-hmm. we're going to recognize that at one point you were my coach yeah. and you could say that title comes with some power, but we're going to always be there for one another yes. because we are twin forces, right? And Virgos. And Virgos, right? <laughs> and so that that force is what's going to carry us through. It has nothing to do with the power in the relationship. Yeah. Right, because relationships yeah. shift. Really? Yes. So, speaking of shift, I have so many questions for you. For when you think about the force, and mm-hmm. you mentioned change coming mm-hmm. from that, how are you mm-hmm. a change today? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you mm-hmm. a soldier of change? So, I'm trying to shake out of my head. May the force be with you. It is. <laughs> it is interesting that they never said to may the power be with. You. Right. Right. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Right. We never. They never said may the power be with you. So I said may the, the force, force be with you. Because that is I'm an internal. Use, and I have. I may have another favorite F word. <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's like this internal effort that no one can take with me. So how am I? I use my force certainly for good, as a way to disrupt and dismantle narratives, practices, policies, um, and uh, sort of stuckness around um, distributive leadership. Mm-hmm. Which is also different in power and force, right? Mm. Which is why this country is like at both a good and bad place. Like we're at a place where we're spinning because we're we're re- redefining some of these things. But I do that by standing, being the tip of the spear, and standing in the middle of this a whirlwind around who gets access, who understands uh, the force that they hold within them. What do we do when we've unleashed that force? Because a lot of equity work, you know, equity is just a tool, but a lot of the tools that we use to give people what they need requires folks to stand up and, and take some of that force, recognize that their force can be used. And so 
I do the work on both sides with those who are currently holding power and with people who are sort of holding a lot of force, but holding it back, right? Taking a lot of energy to hold back their own force. Um, and so I do that. How do I do that? Like we change policies at Rubicon to make sure that everybody in that space has what they need to survive. We changed our bereavement leave policy, which people are sometimes like, what? But bereavement leave really centers folks with power. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily the force that is bringing about impact at Rubicon. So when we think about step parents, you think about, you know, uh, black and brown and some marginalized folks just don't remarry at the same numbers. And so why are step parents there? You know, it's like because when what's most important to me is this connective kin. Right. It's like I, I raised my nephew, but nephews are not on the bereavement leave policy. So right. if, I, if my nephew passed away tomorrow, I, I need to I can't take more than a day and a half, whatever it is. Right. So we change that. That's how I do that. Um, I do that when I talk to women. I do that by moving beyond my own narrative. Of, I'm an introvert, and so I can't be in public spaces. Like, get over yourself, girl. Like, you know, I try to be in spaces where there are powerful people trying to do powerful things, and then I, or I should say forceful people, trying to do forceful things, and then I uh, just sort of stick my hand out and integrate myself into that space to offer and share and listen. How else do I do that? As a change cadet, you know, I do. I don't know if you want to talk about soul formations now, but I do these affirmations. I absolutely do. So tell people about that. All right. I love a good affirmation because I do believe that there's a force within me that I need to unleash. And there's concrete of narrative and other stuff in front of me that sometimes make that makes that difficult. On literally on January one of this year, I go to look for an affirmation. I'm also a visual learner. So I look on YouTube and every affirmation I see reminds me of the fact that I'm not centered in this in that world. Um, it is blonde woman staring at the sun. It is um, blonde. Wait, oh my God, you're like not a blonde woman. I'm not a blonde woman. I'm not a ocean or like no. pants. No. Do you not have crystals around you when you're like doing it? No, and I don't get to sit in there. Yeah, I'm not in the south. Forgive me. I don't get to sit cross-legged, um, sort of just like in a field of daisies. Yeah. on a regular. I live in an urban space, and wow, so I don't get to that. do that. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was looking for my affirmation, I was realizing that I had to suspend a lot of reality to connect to myself, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What a shame! What a shame!" Because um, I want to get there quicker. I don't want to remind myself that I'm not at the center. I want to be at the center. And I thought, if I want to be at the center, then I suspect other black, brown, marginalized folks do too. So I started doing these. I said, I'm just going to do my own affirmation in my own voice. That's the other thing. Like the voices were not my voices. And it just kept reminding me. Um, So I was like, I'm going to do it in my own voice with pictures of beautiful Black and brown people. Mm-hmm. So as I'm looking at it and I'm seeing these pictures, I'm doing a visual med- meditation. I am reminded of that beauty. I also believe that there are three things wrong with most of us. Like when we think about these presenting issues, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough love in my life. I can't get the job I want. It's either I'm not enough. I'm disconnected. What I want doesn't want me. Mm-hmm. Or I'm different. Mm-hmm. And when, when I like pulled back and scaled that up, I realized that that is the story of most marginalized people. Mm-hmm. We're told constantly, we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not clean enough, we're not neat enough, we don't present well enough, that we're different, we're others. I mean, we're marginalized, right? Just that term itself. And it's important to note, like for the listeners, marginalized okay. also means us, yeah. me and you. Yeah, We are doing fine for ourselves. You're a chief. We have a nice life but the way we're perceived in society is and will always be marginalized until things change until things change right yeah 
when I think about a piece of paper, I think about the margins. How much room is in that margin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not a lot of room. Not a lot of room to grow and expand. And right. I think you and I have had this conversation. Our primary job as a human is to be forever expanding and forever evolving. And when you're on that side of the margin, it's difficult to do. You're also more likely to get paper cuts because you're right there on the edge, girl. I'd like to be in the center of the paper. Like It's, it's important. And um, so I started to think like those three things show up for us constantly. That's kind of the, that's, you know, that's a narrative, more than a narrative. That's a narrative. That's the systemic problem. That's the, um, 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 all of the connections are made around structural. That's the structural issue that holds us back. Right. I'm not enough. I'm different. And what I want doesn't want me. I'm disconnected. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to, um, first of all, affirm that you come from a rich legacy. The Petri dish mm. that you were developed in is rich. That soil, oh man, that is good stuff. Yes. You talk about compost. That is good stuff in there. And you need to know that. And when you know that, you stand a little taller. You recognize that you're rooted in something, in something um, fantastic. Um, I also wanted to affirm that you are fine just the way you are. I am are the two most powerful words. Mm-hmm. And then what you follow that with gets into your soul. Mm. So I wanted, to, I wanted to do that. And then I wanted to do action plans. You know, no matter what they say, we are action oriented. We help from people who have devised plans and strategies and actions and then implemented those things. No matter what they tell you, the truth is not there, which is, um, I think, one of the things that people who hold power are concerned about. Yeah. I love I am. Because mm-hmm. it is, as you know, it's on my phone case. I say this all the time, but I'm amazing, right? Yes. And it's there because of many things that a lot of people know that have happened in my life. But I needed to remind myself on a regular basis that I'm amazing. I've overcome things. I am powerful. I am forceful. That's right. I use my power and my force for good. Um, and I'm doing it. Yes. You know? Yes. So I'm amazing is just how I can make that happen. For myself. I just love you just said, I am doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I am doing it. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, I am is like my mind, my body, my spirit are all aligned towards doing it. Mm-hmm. There's no fractions in there. Right? No. Um, so, and, and I'm not even sure, with you having been my coach for a year, I'm not even sure that some of this didn't come from you. Because here's the truth. Our coaching sessions were more about you reminding me of what I am and about what is possible than of you giving me tactics and tips on how to be a chief talent officer. Yeah, that's intentional. <laughs> well, that's why you're good at it. Right? Well, thank you. Yeah. But I also know I, I am different mm-hmm. because I'm not saying you need to do these things and mm-hmm. then write this down. Like we had a leadership plan, but we both were like, mm-hmm. apparently this is not going to happen. Let's focus. And I go where the energy goes. I go mm-hmm. where that the strength is, the strength you may see or may not see. But everything that happens at the end result of coaching, whenever that end time comes. Yeah. Is that own person's thing? I'm just saying, hey, I agree. I'm a high five you. I may have some tips about how to do that thing, but it's all there. But that's an example of what you're saying earlier about how there's a lot of doubt, particularly with um, women and people of color and women of color. This doubt comes up. We're not mediocre white men that have this insane amount of talent and or think they have talent or this confidence that comes from it to not doubt themselves for the things they already do which is why you have all these bros that are starting tech companies yeah their sense of i am enough is on uh full tilt well it's because if we again we started talking about slavery if you go back to that you've always had power as a white man 
And the society, America is designed for white men to be successful. Second to that, white women, obviously, right. 40% of power and force, right? That's right. That's right. That they were using, yeah. and which is why white men are, women are exhausting with their picking and choosing, mm-hmm. right? Of mm-hmm. how they're, they're selective racism, mm-hmm. as they like to have it. Not all white women, not all white men, for sure. Mm-hmm. But no one has said you were not good enough. Mm-hmm. No one has brought you know, a, uh, a dog yeah. on you or some type of noose or a hose or didn't give you fair education. I told you or, to cover up your hair because it was unattractive. Or told you to cut your locks. Because they were not professional. Right. Last week, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. last month, you know, yeah. these things that are happening yeah. now, they don't have to deal with that. So that confidence for them yeah. is endless. Mm-hmm. And it's rude. It's, it's historic, right? They have historic, so much to yeah. point towards it. And I think that... Um, you know, when we think about pay equity, and, and this is not a harp session, but this is really getting to the root of, you know, where we can disrupt some of this power versus force and really align where there's real issue. But when you think about pay equity and what, you know, white women are, why they're so conflicted mm-hmm. and why it's picking and choosing, it's because, you know, we talk about pay equity in this way. Um, and really what we're talking about is, uh, more pay equity for white women because they make, they're the ones who are making on average about 73 cents, 77 cents on the dollar. Uh, a brown woman is making about 51 cents on the dollar. Right. You know? And so no one's saying, let's get all the women to 73 and then let's get all of us to one dollar. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, so it's these, it's, that's a whole nother talk right. around intersections and priorities and hierarchies. And like it's black talk. women's equal pay day is later this month in August. That's That'll right. Then up. it is yeah. for for white women, which yeah. was a couple of months ago. Well, equal pay day is for white women. Right. That's right. So that's right. That's Asian right. women actually get well. Some no, Asian women. That's right. Get paid make, the most. So their right. equal pay day is a few weeks before, before. equal pay day, which is white women. Mm-hmm. Then you have it for Latino women, mm-hmm. and then you have it for like well, black women and Latino women. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. there's intersectionality is a real thing. That again, for some people, is selective racism. It's mm-hmm. like okay, I'm going to advocate for all these women to do things as a white woman but oh i'm not a lesbian so that's where i stop oh i'm not a person of color so that's where i stop oh no i was privileged so that's where i stop and then where you you decouple your intersection but that's really the place right but that is the place for you to actually learn that's where you can do it yeah Yeah. but that's when they're like oh no this is i've exceeded my limit with allyship we could be here all day right because i had these conversations around the women's march and you know a lot of exactly what i was gonna say were you you, i was at the first one yes Yes. my bad knees and all i was there but you know yes yeah yeah yes that was an important, it was an important moment. Yes. Yeah, it was before I had my heart thing. So I was uh-huh. like out there. But the next year I didn't, but I think that happened for a good reason. But for the first year, I remember I was on Facebook and I was like, why are people making these pink hats? I didn't understand it. But what I could connect from my research as a doc. Yes, ma'am. Is that only white women were knitting these caps. That, yes. And I was like, wait a minute, white, white women are doing something. White women are doing something. That's all I could come up with. And then, like, after that event, I think it was still a powerful day to have women be there. But then after that event, I realized the pink hat was the divide. That was like, hey, here's my intersectionality. Not for everyone, but for most people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that, their lived experience, their experience as a white woman is completely different. And a lot of those bitches, and I'm going to say that with affection, Mm. voted for President Twitter. Uh, Yes. Yes. So why the fuck are you there? Yeah. You can't say that you want all, you know, equal rights for women, blah, 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 advocacy, abortion, boo, all the greatest hits, equal pay. And then be like, 
I'm going to get President Twitter in office yeah, and yeah. support him. Because that's that that feeling that my dad wasn't a racist. Mm-hmm. My grandfather wasn't mm-hmm. a racist. Like, I know he's part of KKK or he said some racist things or he's used the N-word. But he loves but, me. Yeah. And he was nice to my one black friend. Yeah. Or my one brown friend. Right. So, yeah. President Twitter's still a good guy. I mean, let's see the policies first. So I just, <laughs> I just tell my friend, like, because I had trouble with the last one too, and um, I just asked her, "Would you wear a brown hat? Like, mm. if, if there were like a brown pussy hat, would you wear one?" Yeah, would you? Because pink, I mean, that's not about me. Pink is not, and about it's me. okay to say, "Let's, let's go, buy me." Let's mm-hmm. go, but I don't want to fold myself into what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. I'll be back for you. I tell people Eric Garner's mother was a, a woman. Did you show up for that? Mm. You know, so so when when you talk about like how do you, how are you changing today? Like it, it changes depending on how much force and power I think somebody has. But mm-hmm. I I did read somebody speaking of President Twitter. It's like this black person. They're like you're equally responsible for Trump being here. How many white people have you called out today? How many white people have you said pull the covers off of? Because their lack of awareness around what racism is, what bigotry is, is the reason why maybe some of them voted for him. And I was like, oh, I only work with well-intentioned white people. Mm, I live in California and I only, only the well-intentioned ones show up to do the work we're doing. Mm-hmm. And those people need to talk to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when we're in a meeting and they say something, I have, I may have got to pause. Yeah. Can we pause? And I just want to address something. Mm-hmm. No, that's what I say to them. Oh, yeah. Can we pause Mm -hmm. so I can just say this? Yeah. Sure. You know, you have to, and and sometimes I don't want to do all the language, but I still do. I I recognize intent versus impact, but I want you to know the impact of what you said Mm -hmm. hit me this way. Mm -hmm. Because they have not developed uh, the resiliency uh, um, to hear the candor, Mm -hmm. right? They haven't developed the resiliency or the self reflection to get things head on, right? Mm -hmm. Which is one of the privileges, I think, of being marginalized is that. I'm used to people telling me all the time I'm not enough. Right. And so when I'm in a meeting and you say, can you say more about that girl? That just fuels me because I was like, oh, you're trying to, I got something for you. <laughs> right. My, um, my sister, she's mm-hmm. a architect, a VP and architect of an architectural firm. And she was in a meeting and said, okay, X, Y, and Z architectural lingo mm-hmm. on three different occasions. Mm-hmm. A white guy was like the same exact thing. And people are like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm, yes, Bob, yes. So on the third time, my sister was like, mm-hmm. I literally mm-hmm. just said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been there. And then the white guy was like, did you? Did you? Did you say that? And she did was you? like, yes, I did. And then did another white guy was like, yeah, she yes, just she said did. that. And, I, and then she said, I actually said X, Y, and Z other things, too. Yeah. And you just didn't hear me. But that's fine. Mm-hmm. And so he felt uncomfortable because mm. he was unaware of his whiteness. Mm-hmm. And this happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's happened to you and your various different levels. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. No, it definitely happens to me. I'm much more vocal now than mm. at those times. But for her to be a black woman in a male, white-dominated space in mm-hmm. architecture, to say that mm-hmm. is something that will cause a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Because the other white men in the mm-hmm. room were like, oh, right. Mm. And then a white ally stepped up. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. But now this guy who's mm-hmm. like a supervisor is going to be like, huh. And now he has to be more mindful. Be more self-reflective. How often and, do I do that? Right. And then the rest of the meeting was fine. Mm-hmm. Like there were more check-ins, right? Mm-hmm. That was happening because she had to assert herself. Mm-hmm. But this is why women of color are exhausted mm-hmm. because you're always having mm-hmm. to do more and go above mm-hmm. and beyond. So to you as 
being one one of the only black mm, chief woman. Uh-huh, there's another one. We probably there's two women. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. So for you to be one of two, I was the first. Yes. Ruby has been around forty. Ruby has been around forty-two years, and you were the first. Yeah, in a space that deals with generational poverty, and but that was last year, last two years ago. I've been on the team uh, almost two years now. Yeah, yeah. so, so they've been around forty years. So it took forty Crazy. years for you to be the first black chief in an organization that was started by a black woman uh, before the money came in. Right. Okay, but go ahead. You had a question. Because mm-hmm. I have a question for you. But you have a question. Well, no, go ahead. Ask me. My question is, you are really, I'm powerful is still a word for me, but you show up strong at meeting people where they are Mm -hmm. and slow walking them or maybe race walking them to where they need to be. And I'm curious about how you do that. I'm curious about how you, in the moment, breathe into what you know is not true or what you know is not supported by reality and then help people get to someplace else. Um, a lot of that is, you know, my special gifts yes. and talents. So being able to read people mm-hmm. and being clear cognizant mm-hmm. just to know how to tap into stuff, mm-hmm. which is why it'll either be a slow or fast thing mm-hmm. depending on like what that energy is mm-hmm. to get people there, um, to where they want to go. Um, but I just focus on finding that moment of a flicker of a light bulb, ah. whether it's a bright light or not, because if you get a flicker or the full light bulb, then you have forward momentum into tapping back into what you thought was in confidence. So I deal a lot with people who have imposter, imposter syndrome. If you want, you can check out my blog. There's an article about imposter, imposter syndrome where people feel they have imposter syndrome, feeling less than they can't do it, always proving themselves. But it's literally in the same statement, sentence or paragraph of, Mm. I was able to get X amount of funding or I led this team through this, but I don't know if I'll get the promotion. I don't know if I'm worthy of this position. And so you can't have two counteracting thoughts in the same thing. That's imposter, imposter syndrome, Mm. right? So if I can get that flicker of the light bulb, that surpasses, it eliminates, it obliterates the imposter imposter syndrome feelings. And then the person can figure out how to thrive in their role internally or externally. Yeah. Which leads to the last part where I do encourage people to GTFO. Like mm. I feel no one should be in a role mm. where they're not happy. Yeah. You can do what you can do, not try, but do what you can do to make it work mm-hmm. in the role. And you can see change. Mm-hmm. But if it's not going to happen, or if you're feeling threatened mm-hmm. in one way or another for being a woman, a person of color, you're you know, not valued or educational levels not valued, then it's time to move on. So I use all that yeah. along with patience mm-hmm. and accountability to get people to move forward. And you do it, you do it well, because well, we have not run through the list of things that have changed for me in the last year or since you became my coach. And I'm happy to run the receipts to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to say about that and why, why that was so uh, impactful for me is that I think being a change today is being an active listener too. Like mm-hmm. you said, you have to look, listen for that. Oh, yeah. You have to watch even like even the, the nonverbal cues to find where there's some passion, mm-hmm. to find where there's like some understanding, where there's some, because um, I where there's some way that you can connect people to what's already there. Yep. And I think that's really important. Um, I told you that because in our last session, yeah. the very first meeting mm-hmm. we had, you were behind your mm-hmm. big desk. And you were like looking yeah. at a big screen and yes, like, right. look at me a yeah. little bit yeah. and then like look at the screen. Yeah. And then you're like, oh God, this leadership plan is additional work. I don't have time for this. Who is this person? Yeah. Oh, you're a Virgo? That's cool. Yeah. But who is this person? Yeah. And then um, towards the end, 
You were just like chilling. You were <laughs> you were at your conference table. Mm, whatever. You were relaxed mm-hmm. in your body language, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know what? I am fine where I am. This I is am working enough. for me now. I'm going to focus right. on and you know. Um, Soul affirmations came as a result of that. Not me, but you focusing on what you wanted to to do. Maybe you. And then like other the other ventures that you wanted to do in your life, you know, were coming up. So you weren't putting all this validation Mm -hmm. in the job. Mm You gave it to yourself with what you wanted to do. So true. Yeah. So true. And there was a question in, in this coaching period in the leadership plan that I never worked on. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like. But you excelled. Yeah. But because the thing is, like, sometimes we don't want to see that reflected back to us. Yeah. And when you put the words down, it's like, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I do have this stance. I do. I still say, you know, I, I do have this. I do have that going for me. And, and if you want to be rooted in the narrative that I'm not enough, I'm different, mm-hmm. um, or that what I want doesn't want me, I'm not connected enough. Writing a plan is going to disrupt all of that, right? Which is why you ask people to write a plan. <laughs> but it wasn't so much of a plan yeah. as what is your support system, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So That's who's right. your advisory squad? That's right. What are your strengths? What are your barriers That's in right. the workplace? What are these isms that you have? What's your goal with me? What's your goal in general? What's your skill set, your strengths? So it's not a plan. It's just yeah. highlighting like who you are. Yeah. But that's the other thing. I don't force people to do no, shit. You didn't. I don't, you can, you're an adult. No, you I'm didn't. not going to. And I don't I don't like homework. I'm yeah. four years out of school. I still don't like homework. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like assigned reading. Mm. You come how you come. Mm-hmm. And I will listen. Mm-hmm. And you'll get one gym mm-hmm. if I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just go from there. Yeah. And a lot of the time, particularly when I'm, you know, coaching executives, it's an outlet, it's a vent, you know? And that is helpful because it's a safe place to vent. And what a lot of people don't realize, you now know, is Mm -hmm. that in these venting sessions, Mm -hmm. I learn more about you Mm -hmm. and your behavior and how you handle things. Mm -hmm. And I can point out, well, like, oh, you know, last time when this happened, you went off. (laughs) But this time, you let it go. I remember when you, someone said something and you were just like, all right. And before you'd be so involved in something that had no value right. in the big picture of things, but right. then you let it go. That's because you were at a place where you're like, this is my focus. Right. So you actually did come up with a leadership goal. Yes, I did. Right? Yeah. You didn't write it down, but you are yeah. working towards that, which yeah. is fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. Who am I to say that you are wrong for your journey mm. of whatever you're on for mm-hmm. being a leader? Mm-hmm. That wouldn't make me a, an effective coach. Mm-hmm. I can't say if you fit, if you do all these things, you'll be a good leader. There's no guarantee mm-hmm. for that whatsoever, which is why I don't even do that with diversity stuff. That's why I don't do trainings because oh. there's no way. Like if I sit here and or stand or whatever, and I facilitate a whole day session on diversity and how you can be a better person. This is what you need to do. Blah, blah, blah. Those individuals can go back into the work environment and still not be supported. They can go back knowing that, hmm. As a woman or as a person of color, I'm actually not supported. I didn't know that before, but now I'm awakened to these things. Right. As a white person, am I an ally? Am I not an ally? Did I say something racist? Am I racist? Right? And then you're spinning. But if you're not supported in those behavior changes to make sure that you get to a place of belonging, then it's a waste of fucking time. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of my time. It's not okay. It's just really not okay. Which is why I think so many of these efforts fail. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's funny how they have so many studies to prove that they fail. That's right. a whole other thing. Yeah, but, money uh, goes to that. Of course, of course. <laughs> and um, when you when we start, we open with sort of power versus first. You don't. This work is so personal. Mm-hmm. It's so internal. Mm-hmm. Same thing with you know, equity is a tool, so you can have all the tools in the world. But inclusion and you know, supporting people um, 
is internal work. And, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times I get, it gets frustrating Mm -hmm. to make things clear and raise awareness. And then, cause in the moment when people have to make a decision, it's usually, usually caught up in a whirlwind and you're going to default to what you know best, which is why even the well-intentioned, um, white folks, the woke whites and yeah, the woke whites. And then sort of, um, people, leaders of color, people of color who are also waking up, Mm -hmm. also becoming more aware recede at in times when they should move forward because you you can be as woke as you want to but the implicit bias that runs through this country it's like dental hygiene like you can't do it once right. you can't like i brushed my teeth last week what did i get did you brush my teeth yes ma'am because it gets up under the gum line it gets in right. there and right. so you have to constantly be working towards it and if you don't have the appetite for that then yes it's going to feel like you're going to be ginning up a lot of energy that goes right. nowhere and yeah. who wants to do that? Who wants to do this? Not not busy leaders, not busy leaders who their plate feel like their plate is already full or full of, you know, maybe not even nutrient-dense stuff, but full of something. You think they're going to want to spend that plate one more time? No. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to, yeah, we're going to have to do something different, but we'll figure it out. I, you know, that's my plan mm-hmm. of doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing that my, not realizing, I know, but my voice has more of an impact than actually going in and facilitating discussions with leaders what do you mean your voice just so just talking yeah in general this yeah. podcast mm-hmm. being booked to speak somewhere mm-hmm. you know because then that can start someone's momentum to do something i have no problem advising people with what to do but i feel my days of talking to a group of leaders about how to begin their diversity strategies are, are limited yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah just because it's just if well, it, it, go, it, go ahead. No, I mean, I was just, this is a true story mm-hmm. for someone I worked with that was a big tech company mm-hmm. having a diversity conversation. All the head of the people, the HR folks are there, international, local, law, everyone. And so they were really, really proud to share that they have a whole month of programming for Women's History Month. Mm. We have a panel Mm. of noted speakers. We have an Olympian coming in. We're going to have lunches. We're just going to talk about women. Um, And I was like, great. So what are you doing for Black History Month? And the head, the highest level, the chief was like, when's Black History Month? But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. It was February. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay. So McDonald's, <laughs> yes. someone told you Somebody it was Black History Month. There was an accidental commercial there you saw something. during some type of sporting event at that time that told you it was Black History like, Month. But because he's a white guy. Yeah. It, never no, saw it. Yeah. Never heard it. He's like, oh, well, we don't have any time to put anything together. I said it is February yeah. 8th. Yeah. You can at least put a panel together for the something. end of the month. You can yeah. bring in a caterer. You can do something. Well, we'll have to probably do it next year. And I was like, guess mm-hmm. what? I just want you to know where you are right now with your statement. Mm-hmm. That's your line mm-hmm. with diversity, equity, inclusion. You've decided, I can't do anymore. Can yeah. You're saying that the probably very few black people yeah. here. Yeah. They don't matter. Don't matter. That's what you're saying. They're not the, yeah. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So just make a mental note of that mm-hmm. because that's as far as you're going to get with any of your diversity mm-hmm. strategies. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't work with him again. (laughs) For you. His loss. Here's the thing. Like all those Dr. King drops on 
NPR, you just, what, you know, maybe did he pass away? Like, why are they talking about Dr. King? So right, <laughs> right. Why are there so, why is there so many? Whoa. What is happening? Why is Google? Why? Yeah. Where's <laughs> my podcast? Um, <laughs> yes. And so good, because the, the thing is, if you, if you got the, like, the, the three monkey thing, like, can't mm-hmm. see, hear, yeah. know racism, then you're just spending your energy in, in a way that's not going to return value to you, to the work, not. to that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... I don't know. It's, I don't know about you, but um, there. I I'm, I will always be vocal and say my thing. But I after that, I pick and choose. Yes, ma'am. You know how far I want to to go. Do you feel that you have that as like the head the head of diversity for for Rubicon? Do you do what you can do, or do you? Oh, that's are you just strategic. Question. Are you coaching? Are we in coaching no! mode right now? No, um, I'm just it's as a diversity expert yeah. to another diversity expert. Yep. I'm asking to get advice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In some instances, I still strap it all on my back. Mm -hmm. I still say it's all my work to do. Mm -hmm. I still say that person is my target audience. Because I believe, you know, I was a culture manager before I was chief down. And I believe the culture will dictate. Mm -hmm. If you can get 85, you can get a critical mass of folks to do something. Those outliers will be so uncomfortable that they will leave. (laughs) They will be so uncomfortable that they will recede. Um, and now I feel like it's not that complicated. I need to talk to you. We need to have a conversation. Can I point something out? Mm-hmm. Do I pick and choose? I pick and choose situationally, like on a daily basis. Oh, I'm in a meeting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in a meeting. And, you know, to, to your point about, about your sister, I've said something and you repeated it and there's nods. And sometimes I will just say, Blah, 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 blah. Hey, John, you want to repeat that so we can accelerate people getting it? So I think I pick and choose when I am gracious about it. But I feel like whether I'm in Walgreens or in an executive team meeting, it's my work to do. I do pick and choose how long I stay connected mm. to the outcome. Mm-hmm. I can't fix everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, there's a quote in the Bible. Like, I'm going to have to leave that for the next person. Yeah. I'm just softening the soil on this one. So I pick and choose how deep I go with a person and how long I stay rooted to the outcome. Mm-hmm. If you didn't get it today, I'm gonna let your partner work <laughs> on that. Yeah. I know that. So there's, there's, I have found in the diversity space, there is a lot of protecting your time mm-hmm. and energy mm-hmm. for what goes into it because there is, mm-hmm. like you said, that struggle of wanting to carry things on your back, mm-hmm. not only because you are the diversity person, mm-hmm. but you are a beautiful black woman too mm-hmm. on top of it, right? So, so it's like, okay. Yeah. Let me just, I can't get into that. See, hear it. I can't do the three months right. thing around this, right? right? Yeah. Or I'm going to have to bookmark this and come back, yes. right? And, yes. and handle things. But yeah. I, I, I do struggle with that because people ask me for advice mm-hmm. on what they should do in their various different mm-hmm. organizations, companies, tech companies, what have you, with yeah. being a woman or a person of color and wanting to move forward diversity stuff. Mm-hmm. My answer to them usually is don't. I know. I was at your launch and you right? gave a beautiful answer. Yeah. Around, Thank you. Yeah. Around yeah. Uh, being on a uh, hiring committee. Right. In order to bring some diversity. And you were like, don't do that. Yeah. Are they paying you? Yeah. What's the value back to you for that? What is the value? Um, That's also a fine line. It's like, mm-hmm. ooh, we want to have mm-hmm. a black mm-hmm. on the hiring panel. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. But we're not necessarily going to hire a black mm-hmm. person. I'm not going like, to absolve you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So why are you? Yeah. And whatever level position you're in, mm-hmm. 
spending a whole day, half a day to do all this yeah. if they're actually not changing their diversity strategy, like hiring practices, yeah. if they're not really bringing in women or people of color, yeah. right? If they are, hmm, maybe there's some value for that. And everything, I think, is situational, yeah. right? As yeah. we were saying before. But in general, if a white guy can get praise for something and get a promotion or a white woman can get praise or promotion for leading a task force or a committee or a thing, and if you're not getting that for bringing up the DEI task force or the diversity and belonging task force or committee and you're not getting money and you're expected to lead these things and you're not getting anything from it, then stop. I agree 100%. And I want to say, even if it is your gig to do DEI work and they're asking you now to shepherd in employee resource groups and they're asking mm. you to serve on the panel and they're asking you to do all this stuff, but not taking other things off your plate or not hiring somebody to support you in a way that um, makes it possible for you to do more, then you need to stop. And you need to ask people to prioritize their priorities. Like, stop piling all this on me and then saying, you know, because... If a white woman or a white man said, sure, I'll bring in the ERGs and what's going to happen to Project X? Who's going to manage that? Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's the one thing that I am because it is my job. Like they're, they're, they're like, we are paying you to do it. We, we, you know, yeah. Um, but I can't do these 50 things. Right. Or the thing is, or I can't do them all well. Right. And so when we talk about, sometimes I think, am I perpetuating the fact that diversity efforts don't work because I'm taking on so much? And so I can't do anything well or to the level that they need to be done. And I say, well, didn't we have ERGs? I said, yeah, but I couldn't be at all. And I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't. So the, the problem I have with diversity is that it tends to be a tacked on job mm -hmm. title. That's right. Right. And right. you were in one of those situations because mm -hmm. it's part of the work that you do, but you have other work to do That's as right. far as talent too. That's right. So you are responsible for the balance of what you can put into it. That's right. You know? That's right. There are other people who are just, like, head of diversity of H&M. That's all they do. That's all they do. That's all they do is diversity, which yeah. I think is great. Yeah. And wonderful. Mm -hmm. But when you have on these additional titles so they can say, because it looks good to the consumer, the client, the customer, the patient. The funder. The funder. Mm -hmm. That we have a diversity program, but mm -hmm. it really is someone who does other work, who has the title, and maybe they're making the task force or their committee do the thing opposed to them doing it. Or maybe they are doing all the work right. as well as trying to do the other job. Mm -hmm. And then that goes back into feelings of imposter syndrome or not feeling good enough or being overworked and yes. not being in a place of harmony yes. in your own job with the mm -hmm. titles that you have, but also harmony in life. Mm -hmm. When you work in the diversity space, you hear a lot of things, you see a lot of things and you have to, you internalize it. So you have to have a healthy outlet for the things that are happening. But if you don't have time to have that outlet, then it's not going to, it's like something's going to fall to the wayside. Yeah. Right. So it's to bury you. Mm -hmm. And um, I just would go back to, I am enough. I don't have to do all this work to mm -hmm. prove to you that I'm doing my work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So sometimes we think we have to do more in order to prove that we can do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, now the song, I'm not your superwoman runs through my head, but it's like, I don't have to do all of mm -hmm. this. If it's important to you, resource it. The same way you resource the CFO is not also, um, mm -hmm. you know, chief cook and bottle washer because mm -hmm. the money is important to you. And so you right. make sure that that person can keep their eye on that. Right. And if this is important to you, resource it or don't do it loose. or don't do Just it. Just don't do it. it loose. Like, don't let, do let it. Don't like half ass. That That's work. right. And say we've done it to check a box. Right. I'm not going to be transactional about diversity, equity, inclusion. I need to be transformational. If I can't have the quality and quantity of time I need to do that, then cut it out of my plate like and to yeah. your point that's my job yeah so when i go into my standing with my ceo i need to say here are the seventeen thousand things you got me doing <laughs> uh i appreciate the vote of confidence 
And what I want you to know is this is not possible. This is not happening. This, this is cool. Yeah. But that's um, like manage up, manage, managing up 101. Mm-hmm. So how do you want me to prioritize? Yes. You know, and if you put that on that person yeah. and they're like, we want you to do these things, then you have your answer to maybe do this diversity thing or not do the diversity thing. Because to your point, that's my job mm-hmm. to manage me. Mm-hmm. It's my job to know that I'm enough, mm-hmm. that I'm no different than Jane or Bob. And so what okay. we're doing for that person, please do for me. Right. And um, success is my birthright. And so if I'm not feeling successful, I'm not going to take that on. Right. I'm going to ask you, what's happening in here? Right. Do you think that's not making me successful? Right. Because what got me here is enough, girl. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, like, if you want me to go over there, you need to figure this out. Um, and that's my job to raise that. It may not be my job to liberate the work. And if they choose not to do that, then it's my job to liberate myself from this organization. To your point about... GTFO. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think you'll find this interesting. I had a former client who wanted to move forward with diversity work. Mm -hmm. Um, There was like a diversity training and a lot of stuff came up Mm -hmm. surprisingly from that. So they're like, let's address it. Let's put together, you know, a committee and let's start employee research groups or ERGs Mm -hmm. or affinity groups. Mm -hmm. I learned that the first group that they put together was called whites mm. ending mm-hmm. no sorry whites challenging racism mm. i was like hmm hmm let's think let's think about that whites challenging racism what's a challenge mm. I guess. A, no oh, just yeah. like a challenge yeah. is like a back and forth right because yeah. uh-huh. you're you're arguing that one side is better than the other sure so are you arguing that yeah. racism yeah. is a good thing yeah does anyone see how that title yeah, is problematic? Sure. And let's just, let's throw the title away. Let's yeah. throw the title away and mm-hmm. let's just think about, you're working on diversity and the first ERG you mm-hmm. have is for white people. Mm-hmm. So I said, shut it down. Shut it down. Shut, shut it, it down. down. Yeah. I was like, shut it down. Yeah. I'm not saying white people can't have a group. Yep. Um, I'm yep. just saying change the title. Yeah. And it needs to come from a place of allyship mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, white people are fine when it comes to it. People can fight me on it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. White people are fine. White guys are fine. They could essentially be in a position where they were potentially homeless. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. But their path to getting kind of like re-entered into independence is going to be different mm-hmm. than the black or brown guy. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, when we talk about clearing paths for people and and removing obstacles, the system has done that. And the system has been doing that for 400 plus years. Right. So when people say, I didn't even recognize it. Well, because it's a well-worn groove. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, my my mother was like, all they have to do is cut their hair, brush their teeth, and they're going to be your manager. And you've been in here toiling. Mm -hmm. Because that's what the system does. It doesn't mean that that person didn't have hardships. Right. You know, and, and um, you know, challenges in your life is all health issues, relative. mental health issues. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But if the system was designed for everyone to be successful, we wouldn't have Rubicon. We wouldn't have all these nonprofits mm. that are doing things for black and brown people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. So on one hand, we're admitting that there's an issue. Mm-hmm. And on the second hand, we're challenging that there's an issue. Right. We're because, straight up debating. The white folks are straight up debating yes, there's an issue. Because there's an acceptance of that. Because sure. we're like, oh my God, I'm going to the gala yeah, yeah, and I'm going to donate yeah, my money yeah. because it's super, super important. Yeah. But then you're going to argue with me and say like, oh, I don't see color. Yeah, but everything's I fair. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well then explain to me why we have Rubicon. Oh and gosh. CEO. 
and Europe and all these other things to help people get re-entered back into life because the system, the institutions have decided you are not worthy. Or we have, you know, put you in the new form of slavery, which is the juvenile justice system, the justice system in general. And now we've set you up for disaster, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, none of that stuff makes sense. So that there's so many things within this space of diversity, equity, inclusion, Mm -hmm. systemic problems, institutional problems, behavioral problems, Mm -hmm. um, affluenza. Affluenza is around, you know, as well. Well, it is. Yes. And when we talk about what's happening today, when we talk about domestic terrorism. But um, nothing is happening today. Well, right, 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 right. <laughs> Everything right. is fine. Right. Everyone right. enjoys a well, soul cycle. Exactly. And, <laughs> and choose what lights you up. Not uh, So I think that um, it's the same thing. Like on the one hand, um, I think the question, maybe if we say like there is no such thing as domestic terrorism or white people are fine, you know. Then if there's a if there's this much mental illness running through um, <laughs> white genetic, we need to talk about that. Mm. But we don't talk about that either, right? So we, mm. we say someone shoots someone, they have a, an issue or a disease, they have influenza, or they succumb to their depression. Um, but if you were black and did the same thing, we know that you're just a thug and you're unfit for society, you're a menace to society, you're infesting another city. Uh, we could talk about the same thing with the opioids. We could talk about what keys our skin opens, what, you know... What what makes what is possible because of our skin color? The same thing on the reverse when we talk about like if someone was homeless and you're white and you have um, you're ready to reintegrate, there are things that are going to accelerate that path for you. If you are black and doing well, and let's say you get pulled over by the police, there are systems in place that are going to land you more likely in jail than not. I mean, it's if the you're same lucky, system. if, if you're not, lucky. if you don't end your life, you know, it's interesting. We had, a car- you, yeah. yes, exactly. we had a conversation about ARGs, and people were like, But which one do I join? Like, I'm biracial, which one do I join? Like, I present white, but I feel black. And I was like, When you get pulled over by the cops, do you think, My God, I hope I make it home today? Or do you think I'm going to be late for that meeting? What a bummer because <laughs> some of us have very clear, like when I get pulled over, it's mm. like I, two things. I don't want to lose any teeth. Like I just want to get hit in the head mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't want to die today, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, my other friends was like, I got pulled over. I'm sorry, I'm late. And I just knew it was such a bummer. It's a bad way to start the day. And it's like, what a privilege to mm. think, what a disruption to my day, this interaction may be. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got there, but boom. That's, a, we, that's where we went. Yeah. That is where we went. That's a, that's a wonderful that's a wonderful question yeah. to ask. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, so with um with your affirmations that you have, mm-hmm. um, I'm just wondering mm-hmm. if you'd like to share one on the spot. Oh my gosh, I would. Is of that course. possible? Okay. All right. Of course. Well, they are in for a treat. Before you do that, where can they find you to get all these beautiful affirmations? Yeah. And fun facts that you provide too. So yes, uh, can I, yeah, short story. My niece has been um, co-opting my Instagram page for the summer, um, and so those fun facts come from her. And she lives in a rural space, and so you know they're not clear on black history. Like why? Why? She sent me a text, and she was like, "By the way, I need you to know that I have enjoyed these facts so much and learning so much about the, the beauty of being black." Mm. And my niece is. Yeah, girl, okay, he's black. We black. Mm-hmm. Um, but and she has locks too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but um she just the environment that she's in is not one speaking of a petri dish that 
um, allows her self-identity to thrive mm-hmm. in a way that feels comfortable for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, yes, the fun facts have been fun and uh, I enjoy them. So, The Melanated Soul mm-hmm. is the Instagram page, our Adrian underscore Kimball. Um, and you know, that's it. <laughs> I'm trying. I, I need, I'm, 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 I am doing more Very around go. growing that. Good correction. Not trying, doing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I am doing more mm-hmm. to expand myself in, in, in the social media space because I have gotten a wonderful feedback about what this reflection means to people. So can we do one on the spot? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. I'm being selfish. I mean, I will share this with the listeners, but I, I also... I'm ready to receive it. And can is there something that I can mm. make available for you in this plane? What are you feeling? I what am. What am I feeling? Um, oh, you threw it back on me. No, no. I just want to do what works for you. I can yeah. come, you know, there's a million of them in my head. I can come up with enough. I'm feeling so many things. So before okay. Adrian came here today, I was like, oh, God, I need money. Because um, mm-hmm. it's the story of my life. Mm-hmm as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got a phone call about money. So, mm-hmm. which is good, mm-hmm. which is a reminder that I just need to trust the process. Yes, yes. And even though I wrap some stuff up with clients, there are new clients on deck. Always. I will be fine. Always. I will pay the people who mm-hmm. work for me. Mm-hmm. I'll be okay. So I was, yes. So I think I'm like coming out of that and feeling that, but I'm also feeling very single. Okay. And I do not like that. Okay. I'm like very ready to partner up. I feel bad for all the listeners because I talk about being single all the time. So, so you're 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 manifesting. I'm manifesting uh-huh. partnership, okay. I believe. Uh-huh. Besides my dog. Hi Marley. He's he's my man though. Mm-hmm. He is. Mm-hmm. But not. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So I guess I the the thing is just the combination of um dealing and I'm sure there's other people out there, other women out there that just feel that you know, particularly women of color, that you live in this place of independence and you have to do a lot of things, particularly when you own a business, to move forward. But things are lost along the way, like either your friendships or your relationships and just trying to find the time and the balance to make that happen while thinking that you want to continually grow and move forward, but you also want to continually grow and move forward with that tribe and with that wonderful Mm. guy who we'll make more money than me we can buy a home <laughs> yes ma'am yes ma'am yeah <laughs> the bay area so yeah. i think it's probably the manifesting for the the independent woman how about that uh-huh. does that make right. sense absolutely okay. absolutely i think what i'm gonna um connect to is um i am abundant mm-hmm. okay we're ready yes. yes okay i help from people who have manifested Greatness in a container of limitation. I am abundant. I am rich. I am richly loved. I am loving. I am wealthy. I attract wealth. I am money. I am here. I am enough. I am attractive. I am attracting all the things that I need in my life right now today because I am enough, because I am connected, and because I am part of a tribe that does nothing but evolve and attract on a daily basis. I love attracting, and I will use my attraction to bring an abundance of love, money, 
and energy to benefit myself, my community, and the world. Ashe. Ashe. I, I love you. I, I love you too. I People couldn't see my little happy dance I was doing. That was fantastic. You are fantastic. I was like, I am attractive. I know I'm attractive. But I was like, oh, oh, that type. Yes, I'm attracting things towards, which is great. Like, and you I are attractive. Love, I mean, yes, that part, I thank you. But that other part yes. of attraction, that, I, that was, I needed to hear that you today. You are. I mean, I mean, look, I showed up here, girl. I showed up here. You attracted me here with your words. You said, will you come do this? And I said, like a yes. magnet. You I did. You were quick. I, never, well, never I have been waiting it. for this moment. I never questioned it, too. You're attracting. You'll be back things. next season. We'll make it like a regular thing. Oh, I'll have like a. A guest spot? Yeah, you should have a you should have a guest spot because there I selfishly uh I want to continually learn from you. Oh. You know, because you being in the space of having affirmations for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Just incredibly powerful because the voice is mm-hmm. for us. Yes. The saying is for us. The visualization yes. is you also see them, they're beautiful. These they, photos are beautiful. They need they're not to mine, go. But they're gorgeous. And the thing is, you need to know everyone needs to know that you are connected to folks who have done this time and time again with mm-hmm. less yeah with less with less and so with more you can just do more mm-hmm. uh you're out there doing it and doing it and Thank doing you. it well um hello cool jay i appreciate Come on that. Out. You, know, <laughs> you know 90s 90s hip-hop early 2000s hip-hop is my thing i know i love when you post is my songs thing. i'm like yes Girl, it. on independence day we did yeah, okay. What'd you do? You did Young John. I-N-D-E-P-E. Oh, yeah. Happy mm-hmm. Independence Day, mm-hmm. right? I was at a party. Where are you? I don't do the party, but I went to a day party. The Everyday People Party, which is beautiful. Talk oh. about all the people of color. That's how we love And uh, Lil Boozy came on, and hey. I was able to get all my letters. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so, and the spirit of celebration. Yes. How do you celebrate the little wins? Um, I'm getting, here's what I do. In my... Head, I go, girl, he was out here doing the most. <laughs> you are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thank the ancestors. Mm. I thank the universe. And then I find somebody to tell. And then we're like, hey, can you believe that? This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, yes, that's what I do. You didn't ask me what I'm getting better at. That's what I do. I love that. Yeah, I'm starting to do more around um, sort of physical celebrations too. Like you said to me last year, what do you do? What did you do for your birthday? And I told you what everyone else did for me. Right. Do you remember this? I do. And you said, what did you do? Right. So I'm starting to find ways to do a celebration for me. Maybe that's, um, I don't know, something that I take in. Maybe it's something that I read. Maybe it's a movie. Maybe right. it's a dance. Maybe it's a little getaway. Maybe it's another trip. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like... We are in California. The water is always right there. Right there. And Napa is a little bit more over there. But there's always places. They got that other water, too, up in Napa. Mm-hmm. Remember, you turn mm-hmm. something into wine. Exactly. And uh, we can get on the train and talk loud. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we can, we can we can't the because they don't loud. want another lawsuit. <laughs> they don't want that somebody has cleared the path for us, right? We should, but we should do that. We should do, we should that. do that. And, and we should have a Virgo celebration. We should do that. In September. You know, I'm shaking my ass in Trinidad. That's what I will be doing Boom. for my birthday. But Their win. Their win for sure. But we should get on the train and yours read is books the, and talk loud. I'm the fifth. You're the fifth. Oh, I'm back on your birthday. So think about it. Maybe that weekend. Okay, we'll have to plan that Let's for sure to celebrate. Let's do it. Which will be important. Um, you know what else is important? Mm. You. Mm. 
this moment. This is really, really great. This is really great because on so many levels, because you have, I, you know, I have this like before and after, but it was really mm-hmm. an after and after story with you. Mm-hmm. You were before I was like, she's great. Um, and then to see what you've done with the affirmations mm-hmm. and then just to see this glow that you have mm-hmm. and how you are continually mm-hmm. becoming more of a role model and mm-hmm. source of force and power mm-hmm. and light and right, inspiration right. for yeah. women of color is really, really amazing. Okay. Like incredibly amazing and i feel like just your energy knowing that you were coming here today is how i ended up with some money so i was like <laughs> i need money in november and this person was like let's start this project in november come on now you are right. attracting well yes but also i feel that your additional thorough mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. coming into the space yeah made that happen this okay. was an unplanned call this yep. wasn't like something on the schedule yep. like looking forward to so yep. now i'm like Oh, all right. But it was something you intentionally created uh, in some previous spaces. I will not disagree with you there. Because <laughs> right. I'm a hustler. I'm a hustler, um, baby. I'm very, all, the, all the references. Uh, they're, they're running my head all the Apparently time. Apparently, we need to go to the club. Yeah. <laughs> this might not make it to the cast, but you, you part of the leadership stance is like, what is your leadership mantra? And I was like, I don't know. You can hate from outside of the club. You can't even get in. Um, so, so that still runs through my mind when people are, you know, coming at me about whatever I want to do. But and I'm that like, was the that was the mantra. It was that we not we, but you came up with because you said it. I was like, that should be your your you mantra, your boss clear. mantra. Meaning, unless you are beautiful, black and brown, mm-hmm. marginalized, don't talk to me about. Let's what not I'm even. Doing. Not today. <laughs> All right, my dear. Well, we're gonna keep on. Um, we're gonna keep on shining. So yes. thank you for being here today. Um, again, tell them where they can find you. The Melanated Soul on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and not the Adrian Kimple. Uh, you have an Adrian Kimple one. Yeah, I do. Agent underscore Kimball. Yes, there we go. There it is. All right. Thank you. And to the listeners, uh, keep being amazing. Thanks for listening to the Change Today podcast. To learn more about Change Today, you can go to changetoday.com. That's C-H-A-N-G-E-C-A-D-E-T.com. And you can follow to learn more at Change Today podcast and at Change Today. Thanks for listening.